saying the channel should have been named Top Dick. Uh, what? <laughs> I I think I'm just saying. Explain. I don't know. It would make me laugh. Like a like a good detective. I don't... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even better. <laughs> so I got I um I'm playing a mobile game. I I they got me. It happened. How? Why? It's okay. It's it's actually Vampire Survivors. They released it on mobile. Um, so it's not like inherently a mobile game. It's just been made available on mobile devices. Ah, okay. Um, and you, there's no microtransactions. There's just those whole like watch an ad and get bonus gold. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Have you played Vamp- Vampire Survivors at all? No. No, not not even a little bit. I don't, I don't even know. I don't think I know what that is. So I like checked it out because I wanted to see what all the fuss was about because everybody was talking about how. Uh oh. What in the earth is going on here? There's a lot of stuff on that screen. Did you look up a screenshot of vi- Vampire Survivors? Well, I. I... <laughs> I googled it and it just happened to show yes. pictures. I was like, what the <laughs> F? Holy moly. I'm glad I'm glad I didn't give you like a warning. <laughs> you just looked it up. Yeah, so um it's there's a little indie number and it's essentially a like there is only one thing that you do. It you move in eight directions, whatever, and you select That's a lot of directions. And you select options. And so you can see it's 2D. And so you just kind of move around in whatever direction. And you avoid the oncoming enemies. So, like, you're the center and all the enemies are, like, magnets toward you. Or you're a magnet and they're all, I don't know, whatever. And so basically you're just avoiding enemies while you're auto-attacking. And every level you get a new perk or a weapon or auto. And so you're basically, like, building up, you know, and you're building up your auto attack weapons and your stats and your gear and stuff. And then you can find chests that drop and that gives you a bunch of gold and gives you bonuses, um, all that stuff. And you basically just keep doing runs and unlocking characters. And it's this really addictive and very simple gameplay loop. Um, so it's like a bullet hell meets plants like versus a, zombies sort of thing going yeah, on. Like a, yeah. Like a tower defense, I guess. Yeah. You're like, yeah, only you can, run away so yeah i guess that's where the bullet hell comes from um it didn't really work for me when i tried to play it on computer but having it on mobile where you can just pick it up for a few minutes right there that's it's finally clicked for me and i'm i I get it i get why it's so fun yeah i mean it looks like a mobile game to begin with they've described it as a dopamine like rush (laughs) just constant just numbers and those. fireworks you should try it i think you would love this I, and it's, it's it's free it's funny you should mention that uh because i've been given the uh, path of exile the old college try again oh God. um completely sad to say about my what fourth season in now you know i'm you know i'm finally starting to get the 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 bare minimum of some of the features of the game um that's so depressing but uh yeah i mean kind of there is a lot of like 
big flashy numbers and so much explosions happening on the screen that it, like it, my computer starts to freeze up and and then all of a sudden I'm dead. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I really can't talk playing this, but I get yeah. it. I Same get concepts, it. right? Just one is ridiculously overcomplicated and the other one's more simplified. Yeah, I would describe Vampire Survivors almost like mowing grass with a bunch of fireworks and like opening chests. Actually, oh, that would make yard work so much better. So it's old Zelda games? Yeah. But everything just kind of happens. <laughs> and when you die, it's not even that. It's like, oh, now I just get to pick a different character and try just it. Just let again. it happen. Just let it happen. What? Yeah, so that's it. Um, any who's will be. Welcome back, everyone, to the Nerding Grounds podcast. This here is a weekly show. We talk about video games and best of the year and decade stuff and whatever else our weird brains can think of. Whatever else. Oh, thank you for helping me with the intro. I was really, I was really struggling tonight. You should do that more often. We should just, we should do like a, a back and forth for the intro. Like every line we switch up. I, I can't tell if you're chastising me or. No, I'm being completely genuine. I promise. Oh, okay. Well, you're welcome. Anytime. I would never chastise you on this podcast. It's not what it's about. This is about having fun. I do like having fun. Anyway, I'm Quinn. I'm joined by Matt. Hi. And today, fresh off of our uh, 2022 video game wrap-up, we're just going to have an easy, breezy, beautiful CoverGirl episode where we talk about games we've been playing and possibly get into some holiday video game buying guides um that may not be guides but you know they'll they'll be loose advice regardless so we've got a couple of questions here too we're gonna loose. Go through. so loose uh i got a couple of questions here that we're gonna go through as well um but yeah i talked about vampire survivors have you been playing anything else except uh, except for path of exile unless path of exile has a bunch of interesting information you want to talk about I mean, there's not really a bunch of information, not a bunch of interesting information, unless you like spreadsheets and, and math. Um, so I really I, won't. You know, get I into, hate both of those things. Yeah, <laughs> I really won't won't get into too much of it. Um, fortunately, that's kind of like the only thing I've been playing. Not because, not because it's like that ridiculously drawing. Um, I mean, some people obviously it is. And I, I could certainly lean that way. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like there's a lull. There's always a lull at this time of year. I don't really have the money, nor do I want to buy anything new with Christmas right around the corner. That's true. That's yeah. kind of why I've been leaning on older stuff. Um, like I played, uh, I, I went through like my PlayStation. I've been going through PlayStation Plus and Xbox Game Pass like every now and then just to find something to tickle my fancy for a little bit yeah um and also witcher 3 that whole patch just came out and so i i was putting quite a bit of time into that um and yeah the game like fun the game's still fun um it it's starting to show it's it's age a little bit though i noticed this time around um 
like I I never felt like it was the most responsive of third person RPG games. Right, like Ger- Geralt can be pretty stiff boy, and I I think like there's a lot of issues with uh, combat with like hitboxes and stuff. Like it's it's not a Dark Souls. It you know there's yeah. a lot of cheapness that you're gonna be like, well that didn't hit me, but I guess. Um, and there's some there's some glitchiness going on in this one. I feel like like regenerating health enemies and some other nonsense. But for the most part, it's it's been a nice dip back into The Witcher. I wish they had fine tuned the um, the combat or the character movement a little bit more. Like I find myself getting stuck on geometry a lot, especially with the horse. Um, and I just, I don't know, I guess maybe tolerance gets less and less for that as the years go on. Yeah. And yeah, you, I remember that being like an issue, like thinking back, but I don't know, yeah. when you're on that first journey through the game, it's like, you don't, you don't really care. Right, right. Um, and after you've played stuff like uh, Elden Ring, where, you know, I feel like you have two sides of the spectrum. You have like Red Dead Redemption, where everything's meant to feel super realistic and then you have elden ring where it's just like this is a video game and it plays like a video game and then maybe witcher is right in the middle of that i don't know (laughs) yeah it's still good and um it looks damn gorgeous that's for sure I will have to re-download that and play that because it's been like the appropriate amount of time where i definitely don't remember everything um yeah yeah there's some there's some stuff to definitely pull from it you're like oh yeah this is a really well done storyline um like just some of the side missions are just like engaging and that's the best thing about that game is like it's anti um i guess jrpg like a lot of the jrpgs where it's just fetch quests and stuff it's like no everything is important Here's a, a kid whose father was killed by a big cockatrice and you have to, you know, it's you have to go find its lair and do all this stuff and everything is unique in that game and that's what's really cool. Yeah. No, that was definitely one of the huge draws for the game in general for me. It's just the idea that any quest can be interesting and have their own little like backstory that you like actually care about. It's something that um, I think Oblivion had. It's something that The Witcher 3 has, and not very many other games in existence have, because the vast majority of times is quests are, yeah, I mean they're they're just they're just fetch quests. And they don't really have any substance to them. They're just a driving force for you to get some item or experience or something like that. Which uh <clears throat> uh oh my god, the studio that makes them the witcher games cd project red Red, yeah yeah stupid name uh (laughs) you know they proved that you know good games can have just a decent set of really put together side quests and they don't even have to be that long there's like some things that you're just like oh you randomly come across a a cart that's been destroyed and there's like blood tracks and so you become fucking batman for a second here and and go and kind of investigate what happened. Yeah, and it's like interesting. It it's it's still very like pulling, 
You know, it's like you want to figure out like what the what the hell killed this. I have no idea. Seems creepy. Also, that they do a really good job, and I don't know how much of this is based off of the fact that the subject matter can be pulled from the novels and stuff. But it's my understanding that they really took a lot of liberty when they wrote the game. Um, but they they waste no time or they waste no opportunity to drop in like a little bit of background, whether it's about Geralt or it's just about the land. And they, it's not this like over expositing thing where it's trying to just jam a bunch of information down your throat about this kingdom or, you know, this area. It just kind of says it and it forces you to be like, huh, that's the third time I've heard this name. I wonder who this guy is. And then you eventually find out and you're like, that's who that guy is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like everybody's been talking about him since I got here. (laughs) Now, the definitely is. I guess that's like a double edged sword, right? Just because. Yeah, there's a lot of like backstory from either kind of like the books, I guess, but then from the previous games. games, So when you come into this one, you definitely don't need to play the other ones. No, no. That you'll be confused until they really start to introduce these characters a couple times. It's true, yeah. But it it also has that feeling of like being dropped into a movie where they're just going to put the information out there and you're going to have to piece together what it is. And it's it's this already set up, realized universe. And that always, that always gets my interest the most because it makes my brain work for it. And that's when... I really process what's going on when someone throws a bunch of dialogue at me that's meant to just essentially run down everything that's going on. I am going to lose interest so fast and I'm going to remember maybe a third of it if I'm lucky. Right. And You know, because I'm just going to, I don't know, I'm just going to go on to other things. And The Witcher has always been that game where I'm like, no, I, I want to know all this information. It's very important to me. Yeah. Elden Ring was another one where I was like reading shit because I'm just like, I want so badly to know who all these people are and how they fit into this like crazy lineage of gods and and sub gods and and all that stuff and yeah that's just that's that's just it's a very good game yeah it is and well and you know elden ring and just souls like from software games yeah well we talked about it they do environmental storytelling but they 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 paint a picture and then put you in this just this ridiculously fascinating universe, I guess, mm-hmm. where you know you really do want to figure out kind of as much as you can. Yeah, the more I guess the more you get into them, and Elder Ring especially. I mean, there's just more stuff going on, and then there's a little bit more, not a narrative, but there's a little bit more story elements. Uh, I guess due to um, J.J. Abrams, is that his name? <laughs> no, uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah. JJ Abrams directed Star Trek and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's the idea. That, that, like, ah, one of those fucking nerd guys. <laughs> nice. Got him. Um, yeah, no, there's. It, it's definitely a little more robust in Elden Ring compared to. Um, I don't know. Bloodborne is real good on the lore. Like. I think Bloodborne, that, that's the one thing that gets it for me is like I enjoy playing a lot of the Dark Souls games and I I probably enjoy playing Bloodborne a little bit more than most of the Dark Souls games, but the lore is what really got me into Bloodborne all the way because I was just like, 
no, I can't not know what all this shit means. Why did she turn into a freaking jelly monster? No, no, no. What's going on here? <laughs> like, it's it's like a car accident you can't look away from. I don't know. But that's why I really like Sekiro because, I don't know, it still has all that. Mm-hmm. But then there is just like a, a, a bigger narrative. Yeah, Sekiro is a lot stronger with the story. Um, I was quite surprised with that, actually. I was like, there's... There's a lot going on here for a Souls game. They really, I know, they really I know. showed a different side of them. And every every part of that game is just not what I expected in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I guess before we get into our holiday themed talks, um, I also played a little High on Life um, after that released. Okay, okay, okay. It was pretty good. <laughs> it it kind of. I don't know. Um, it's definitely that if you if you like Rick and Morty, you're probably going to be... Is me googling it to remember what the hell that is? And that's now the, I remember what it is, yeah. <laughs> Squatch games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, go on. Please, tell me. How yeah, it? I mean, it's your... It's first-person shooter action-adventure game. Um, kind of feels weirdly like Halo with the way all the enemies behave and just how you drop into zones and you have a combat section and then you have like a going through talking to people. Say, I don't know. It's, um, it's definitely that constant riffing thing going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a fun, it's like a little bounty hunter romp. I'm maybe three hours into it, so I haven't played too much. I don't know if I have the energy to go all the way through. Uh, I was starting to get a little bored today, <laughs> but I'm willing to to give it another shot, so we'll see. It seems kind of weird. I feel like it would have been better off as like maybe like a collect-a-thon, almost kind of uh, like Platform-y. a platformer. Yeah, sort of adventure. That, it's that got- just me. It's got that stuff, like you have like a grappling hook thing, and it it does have the feel of maybe like a Ratchet and Clank game where you're going to different planets, like you're warping to different planets and you're fighting enemies and doing, you know, small, quick side quests in there. And some of the stuff is genuinely funny, but there are those moments where you're like, how long do I have to sit here and listen to this like guy riffing like oh he's clearly on a lot of drugs and he's talking about it in a way and there's some funny stuff here but it it just keeps going and going and going and after a while you're like i'd like to get back to the game please Um, but there are some things that are funny like you walk away from somebody's like okay well i wasn't really fucking finished my story but sure (laughs) like okay (laughs) or like you're fighting and the gun's trying to tell you uh, he's like, all right, yeah, just uh, squeeze my trigger and, and aim. You know how to use a gun? Yeah. Oh. And then I paused to like mess with some, some settings and I came back. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? You just paused? I was trying to, we're being <laughs> shot at. What is wrong <laughs> with you? That's pretty funny. And like that, that stuff is, that's where I find the game creative is the fourth wall breaking, you know? Yeah. Esque stuff where it just acknowledges that you're going on side quests and. Yeah, um, but it does feel like a, a pretty long, maybe more of that other Justin Roland show, not Rick and Morty, but um, so- Solar Opposites, I think, where it's a lot more space adventure-y. 
fun fun little shooter. So a buy on sales sort of affair. That's what you're saying. I'm playing it on Game Pass. So yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah. There you go. Yeah, I would definitely this this is something I would pick up for you know, maybe like twenty, twenty five bucks and just have like a fun ten hours with it or something. It's definitely more um entertainment than it is, I think, like substance. I mean you could buy upgrades and stuff for your suit. Everything just feels pretty straightforward and right. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I wouldn't really expect I guess too much else there. Yeah, but you can tell they put a lot of work into the set dressing and all of the the character dialogue and how um, dynamic it is. Because it really is based off of what you're doing or what guns you have equipped. And that's pretty cool that all the characters around you are sort of riffing on you. Um, yeah, that, that seems like they put a lot of work into that. Do you hear that? Do I hear what? Sounds like some jingle bells. Oh, why? <laughs> they're coming in. Oh, oh God, no. there's so many. Oh, no. <laughs> they're sentient. What's happening? The jingle bells? Anyway. <laughs> well, I guess I will be the host of the podcast now. And it'll just be me talking to myself. Ooh, yeah, let's do that. Let's see, what, let's see how that goes for the next five minutes. Well, I'm pretty good at talking to myself. Are you good at listening to yourself? <laughs> but I'm bad under pressure. Uh-oh. Oh, and God, no. That sounds so nasally. I hate listening to myself. I can't believe people actually listen to this thing. Spoilers. They don't. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I figured we could take a minute and talk about buying gifts for people that are into video games. What might you be looking for, maybe if you're not so familiar with video games and what might you buy someone that plays a lot of video games because that could be it that could probably be tough from what i've heard from everybody that's ever bought me anything around christmas time uh they never have any idea and i'm like oh but it's so easy i have so many interests right oh. it is so easy you know what i do though i just and I make an amazon list and it has a couple games on there and and that's particularly what i want if and I see, like, if you see something else mm-hmm. that you think that I might like, I mean, then that's great. I mean, and I, I don't I don't care what you give me. Like, I'm going to love it no matter what, because it's a gap. Um, especially if, if you put any sort of thought into it, like, I'm, I'll probably like it or use it a good bit. Yeah. Um, but I find the whole process of gift giving period to be extremely stressful. <laughs> and I, I wish everybody would just make a list. Just tell me what you want. And I will get I it. And again, if I if I see something that I really think would be good for you, then I'll get it off your list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if not, if nothing really comes to mind, then here you go. Here's here's the thing you wanted. Would you say it's it's probably worse to try and get like a video game fan actual video games like that? I, I would say that's the hardest thing to that, do. That is the hardest. Right? Super familiar. Be. Yeah, if you don't know specifically what they like, then that does become really difficult, right? Because, I mean, it's like, you know, don't get me a sports game, you know? <laughs> like, Or, I, you know, don't get me something that I already own. like, Right, and that's know, the other thing. But, the I mean, newest Zelda or something. There's been a lot of, like, 
I guess, random sort of picks in my life that people have gotten me that I really enjoyed. Like, like a not, like a happy surprise. Yeah, I I never never played racing games. My father, the only video game he ever bought me was Need for Speed. I was just he thinking about it. that the other day. I was downloading, I was downloading that game, and I was like, yeah. I think this is the one that Matt played a lot. Yeah, most wanted. Uh, it was no, I don't think it was most wanted. That was like new. With this was uh, Underground, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Most wanted, I would. They had an original like Most Wanted, and then they made like a new Most Wanted that came after Underground. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, I remember. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I loved it. That I like developed a love for racing games because just of that because game. because somebody kind of broke you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's interesting, right? So I mean, sometimes, yeah. Now I would say the big thing would be is you accidentally buy something that they already have. Because if they play the game, and if it's like that new popular game you see plastered all over a game store, chances are they're gonna have that, right? They're gonna have it, or they've asked for it, and somebody else might give it to them. If if you're gonna do that, if it's gonna be like, you know, this year's Call of Duty or the new Zelda or something, just put a gift receipt in there, and they can yeah. bring it back to GameStop, and then they but have then again, you know, sixty bucks to do whatever they want with. Good and bad thing, you know, the Amazon wish list. If somebody buys something off of there, it will remove that item. That's anybody true, being yeah. able to see it, like, on right? The list. Yeah, the uh, one caveat I'll say to the whole buying actual games for someone, especially physical, if that person has been into video games for a really long time, it might be a good idea to try and like check out Etsy or eBay. And now this first one can be a little tricky because buying an old game, like a cartridge or even like a CD with a case, if you don't know what you're looking for, you could either get like a boot, like a bootleg copy or like a, you know, like not a real version of that game. Cause there's so much of that bullshit on Etsy yeah. and, and whatever. Um, but you could also get it in like bad. You, sometimes you don't know the quality until it gets there. So that can be a little risky, but if you know what you're looking for, buying someone like an old game that they could just display, like a, I don't know, like an N64 title or like one of their favorite PlayStation games, that could be really awesome. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, if you have that much knowledge, I mean, that's that's probably like one of the best gifts ever, in my opinion. Because yeah. possibly love... an easier option, Etsy. There's so much cool like wall arts and. Um, it's like decorative stuff that you yeah. can get. You know, you want to get like a mirror that's had a Zelda treatment or something, or just like a light up stand up desk decoration. I think that could be a really awesome. I mean, anything really. Frosted mm -hmm. glass work. Ooh. Any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Coasters. You name it. I'll, I'll, I'll eat that stuff up. That's good. Especially mug. if you know somebody who primarily plays like one game, like one big game. Like um, Fortnite or something, or uh, and uh, like a MMO, you know. Then yeah, I mean any any sort of like memorabilia is great to get. Absolutely. I was also thinking, you know, obviously you know that I've been into the handheld devices this year. That's been been no secret. Um, handheld emulators are becoming a lot more commercial and, and common so you can 
you don't have to have like a bunch of knowledge of like tech specs and stuff you could just buy like an android device like a retroid pocket 3 or 3 plus or um one like a uh an ambernick or something and a lot of that stuff if you know you're buying for someone that has some skills with messing with stuff on a computer um you'll probably be safe with that and that would be that could be a really cool device though i would not recommend getting or paying extra for like a loaded SD card with games or ROMs because uh, they are pretty much never in good shape. It's all, you know, weird files and just I would either talk to someone else who has the ability to load games on there or just get it for them and have them like put the games on them on them bleh, on there themselves. But yeah, that's something to watch out for. But yeah, I think the Retroid Pocket 3 is probably like the best value. It's close to a Switch Lite size and it's super easy to use because it's Android based. Yeah. And that plays like anything from the original Nintendo and Game Boy to N64. And you can get away with some PlayStation 2 and GameCube stuff on that. Um, it's a little underpowered for the most of that library, but yeah, it's still a really good device. I also feel like... Um... Like controllers, I don't think I would ever be upset with getting like a That's new a controller for any of the systems. Like if you know what they play on, they could probably use a new controller. I typically yeah, seem yeah. to like just burn through those things. Yeah, uh, I know the could use an extra one, one. You know. Yeah, PlayStation Five controllers were on sale, and I think they just went back on sale, and those are like. 80 70 80 dollar controllers normally that were on sale for like 40 to 50 bucks see great gift right there if somebody has playstation 5 i guarantee you they want an extra controller and if you don't know what kind of controller they would prefer like they have a bunch of systems do yourself a favor go to 8bitdo.com i guess or just search 8bitdo that's the letter i mean the number eight b-i-t-d-o uh on amazon and they have that new, like all almost all of those controllers are universal, and they'll say it in the thing. But they, I I use mine to connect to my Switch, my PC, my freaking Ion Odin tablet, whatever. I connected to my MacBook with it. Like you can use those controllers for everything. And well, you know, if all else fails, gift cards. Gift cards are great. It's like a big old. I don't know enough about any of this crap. But you seem to really enjoy it, so here you go. Get what you want. That's true. And like a Nintendo Switch gift card or an Xbox or PlayStation, they can use that right there. They don't have to wait until the stores are open. You could just buy that on Christmas, have a new game ready to go. I think that's that pretty much covers like some really great... I like, like that we th- focused on stuff other than games, and it was just like more peripheral-based things. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, it's like you said. I mean, the chances are, I mean, they'll either own it already, or they'll just not really be into that type of games. And I mean, games, video gaming in general, it's so, so ridiculously broad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, you can just go out and like buy a game, um, and you see if they like it. But you know, they might they they might already have it, or they might really just not enjoy it. But I don't know. Let's mention, like, in this day, there are so many more games than when yeah. we were younger. 
Yeah, a ridiculous amount more. And physical media is not what it used to be. And so you're mi- you're potentially missing half of the market physically. Um, you know, you have that whole digital side of things for indie games and things like that. You have no idea what people are have on their list to get, and like you said, unless they add it. Uh, but yeah, cool. That was, uh, I think that's a good little, I don't know, 15 minute guide. I think that'll be useful. What do you say we jump into a few questions? I think this could even continue the conversation from where we're at now. Here's a, here's a, an easy one. LOL from our friend Josh. He asks, should I buy an Xbox or PlayStation this Christmas? And I'm just going to assume he's talking about the Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5. Well, Josh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I would look at the different games that might be exclusive to either one of those consoles. And whatever has the most one, you might want to go with that. But if you're asking me personally, PlayStation 5. Because my God, why would you get an Xbox? Damn. Well, you asked for unbiased answers and you got them. Um, but in also, yeah, I'm also a PlayStation fan and it's mostly because of the exclusive thing. And it's mostly because you and I, we, we still play games. Like we still want to own our games and play our games. But uh, I guess if you're looking at it from, it, it really depends on your style of playing you know, are you buying physical media or are you mostly just buying digital purchases? Because both, I would say both of those, both play that both PlayStation and Xbox have their digital only devices. But at this point, I would be really careful about buying an Xbox One S or sorry, Xbox Series S, Um, you know, the small one without the disk drive. I'm hearing reports a lot lately that it's a little underpowered. And so a lot of these bigger games that are coming out, you're going to, you're going to see a a dunk in performance where like the PlayStation five disc version is still a hundred dollars cheaper, but it's just as powerful. It's got the same components going on inside there. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I've never really heard anything bad performance wise from PlayStation five and it seems to perform a lot of games um, like very well. Yeah. Unlike the Xbox. I don't, I don't know, <clears throat> but I, I really, for me, it's, you know, I mean, what, what, what's the reason of buying a console over another period? Well, this one, even though that gap has definitely diminished, uh, you know, now, uh, uh, but, which one's gonna have the games that I want to play, or which ones have the games that I like need to play? So like yeah, PlayStation yeah. Five for me, okay. Well, the new when the new Final Fantasy Seven remake comes out, um, I mean I'm gonna want to kind of play that game, kind of basically right when it comes out. It and it's like, gonna have probably limited ex- exclusivity like it'll get yeah. to other systems eventually but you at least it's, for a year it's not yeah yeah at least a year which is it's generally that's how most things are done these days by exclusivity they mean you know for anywhere between a, while. a year to three years it's only going to be on this system 
Yeah, like PC Microsoft just got God of War at the beginning of this year. Yeah. So one got this the first yeah, the 2018 first God of War. So that that yeah. took a it while. It took a while. And things like uh Horizon Zero Dawn which took even longer. And that yeah. those probably came in like some form of deal that they just made with PlayStation to get those titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Steam could have made even made really the headway for that. So you never really know. Um, right, right. We'll, and Square you know, Enix, if. Square Enix is definitely more um, attuned to working with Microsoft. Like they, yeah, they're doing their own deals outside of Sony, where they're launching Final Fantasies and stuff. I still think there's some timed exclusivity, but yeah. they have a little more. Uh, leeway to launch those games on, and I think they said specifically that that was going to be exclusive. And I think fifteen or uh, wait, sixteen is supposed to be a um, PlayStation exclusive. I think I I could probably look that up right now before I'm sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the so like you know that's just a great example right there. I mean that means like, I would get a PlayStation over an Xbox any day of the week. Yeah, and and I mean I will too, but to play devil's advocate for a second, if maybe you've been out of the console game for a while, like you've had a Switch or you haven't been playing many video games and you're looking to get back into it, um, I do think there's some very user-friendly things about Xboxes. Just, I don't know, the ease at which you can play those games um, and especially through game pass and stuff like I, yeah i have a computer so i don't need an xbox i just play game pass on computer and then i also do like xbox cloud on my uh handheld devices um but yeah you can just play those games and seamlessly move back to your xbox if you want you know like it doesn't matter and eventually when they launch that whole um you know streaming app that you can get their their little xbox streaming app You'll be able to use that and seamlessly jump back and forth between your games. And so I think Xbox, while it doesn't have the exclusivity that PlayStation has, um, it there's just some integration. Some lately. good features. Yeah, it's know. it's it's been it's been really nice. Um, well, and Xbox Game Pass will probably always whoop the crap out of whatever the PlayStation equivalent is. But yeah, because. Yeah. It's a li- I'd say the PlayStation, um, what is it, uh, plus essential premium, whatever. It it's definitely for a more niche audience, and I. You know, I was trying to make this a really simple decision for him, <laughs> and you're just muddying it up, right? <laughs> what we're here for to muddy things up. We like it uh, muddy. Yeah, we do like it muddy. Look, Xbox is trash. Never play. No. Thanks. That's better. We all know it's true. Come on. Who are we kidding here? Look, just. just, I I have to unbias us a little bit. We sit here and talk about JRPGs all the time. People people are catching on. Anyway. I mean, come on. You're mad. JB asked that question knowing what we would say. I really, I don't know. I feel like JV would want an Xbox. 
Honestly, I think it'll just be easier for him to get into stuff. I could see him playing in Xbox. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had to know what we were going to say. Yeah. If you're looking for like 40, 50 hour epic for like single player story driven, you know, high budget games, I'd go PlayStation. I mean, a lot of a lot of the AAA story-driven games are also going to be on Xbox, but PlayStation is just going to have a larger library of that stuff. So if that's what you're looking to do, I definitely say go for PlayStation. But either way, looking for a solid COD machine, (laughs) get a computer. Oh, God. Yeah, you you know, don't get a computer anymore. Eh, I'm going to I'm going to go against that. It's too expensive right now. It's it's a lot better than it has been for the past couple it's, of years but it's still tough yeah it, it it's a big investment for sure yeah yeah oh. well i hope that answers your question yeah um you can also play xbox game pass on your phone if you get one of those little uh backbone controllers you just snap it right to your phone you got a video game controller on your phone but that's if you want to do that on your phone um Here's another interesting question that I don't think I have an answer for, but what would you say is the most consistently good video game franchise? Consistently good video game franchise. Like like near to almost no misses. And I guess it would have to still be going on today. Or I guess, you know, if, if you can think of one that is maybe not making like, the first one that popped in my head was Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, um, me too. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but for all intents and purposes, it's over. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's about as over as it can get. I mean, I'm, Konami's never going to give up the rights to that. Uh, no. it, so I'm trying you, to think of something like the this day and age <laughs> that is just constantly release or maybe not even constantly releasing stuff but all the releases have been good i'm trying to think of something you know i have not i actually i have not been upset with any from software title in the last couple of years so all the souls like have been great right they have yeah like um honestly there's been no misses there um i'm even a huge fan of two just for how much we played yeah yeah that was a great game right one was fine too like those are all good games I think I like two more than one. Uh, yeah. So two was actually probably the most accessible out of all the all the entire series, right? It was, it was a bit easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if we're going really all timer, um, I can't think of many. I know this this seems like a really obvious answer, but whatever. I can't think of many Zelda games that I don't like. Right um twilight not twilight princess uh skyward sword was one on my list for a long time until the switch version came out and i was like okay there's some goodness here i um yeah i don't know i i guess it's like one of those series it's like okay they made they've made some stuff that has been like maybe more meh but not necessarily a miss it's always good right yeah. And even if we say like, okay, like Majora's Math, like I didn't like that one, but I know some people love that one to death. So um and right. I wouldn't I would necessarily so consider say that a very good game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe uh, not like the DS games, but 
I don't know. I don't think that's a huge. That's almost like a, a, a fraction of a mark against a franchise when a rough handheld game comes out. It's like, eh. Yeah, but then you go, well, let's look at like Kingdom Hearts, right? And I would definitely right. hold all the handheld stuff against it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's problems with pretty much every handheld Kingdom Hearts game. Um, not necessarily with Zelda though, because like. What I'm thinking of, I guess, is, are the DS ones where there's some good stuff there, but for the most part, it doesn't really capture my interest. But then you have like the Game Boy and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance Zeldas, and those are awesome. Like, those are just all really good games. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are, right? Minish Cat, Oracle of Ages. They all have been good. I mean, some couple franchises where I could say there have been some misses that I even love, like Final Fantasy. You know, there are way, that yeah. there are way too many Final Fantasy games. That that series is probably half and half at this point of good yeah, and bad. Pretty much, you know. Uh you know, I don't. I guess it kind of has to be mentioned, maybe, because we're talking about it. Because I wouldn't necessarily call any of the misses, at least as far as I know. Like Call of Duty, right? I mean, they're presenting the same shit over and over, but hey, like Battlefield has presented the same shit over and over, and they've managed to get a bunch of misses, right? And Call of Duty really hasn't. They're, yeah. they're pretty consistent, you know? Seems I mean, like a lot of people were down on the, like, when they got into the futuristic stuff. Right. But yeah, I mean, they re they relaunched or rebooted modern warfare and everybody was really into that campaign. And then the online was, and now the online's I feel like bigger than ever. Right. Yeah, it is. And then, you know, you got the battle Royale and even now they got, um, people seem to really be liking the, the escape from Tarkov ripoff that they got going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, now I'm thinking about franchises that have some really excellent games, but are just loaded with trash too. (laughs) (laughs) And the first one I thought of was star Wars. (laughs) Yep. That, that has, uh, that has a bunch, um, like 100, like probably 75% trash. (laughs) Like, like Sonic. You know, that's a good ninety percent trash. <laughs> God for Sonic. I know. Oh man. Maybe Kirby. look what they did to my boy. Kirby, yeah, kinda. I mean there is like too much There's not much offensive about the Kirby games. It's just every now and then a really good like one. Like the Sonic happens. games. Yeah, no, there's something offensive in every Sonic game ever made, except yeah. for Sonic 3. Uh, pretty much. Even Frontiers, I'm like, I really want to play that, but some of this shit looks so insane. <laughs> like, what were they doing? I'm, I still want to play. I'm still going to play it. I'm just Why like, I like, sound like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> screw, uh, screw what uh, other people have to say. I'm just, I'm just gonna play it. You know, pretty much. <sighs> uh, man. Oh, Smash, like, Smash Bros is consistently good. 
as much yeah. as we hated on it in the game of, yeah, game of the much. decade. Yeah, I mean, but I, I you could probably say that about probably most fighting games, right? Uh, I guess the only thing is like a lot of them have only gotten just better. Uh, I don't yeah. really like Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's probably had like a lot of misses, to be honest. Like a lot of like really bad misses. But yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I what well, there was just kind of a dip there for like a decade where and even still I don't think they've really found like let's say like Tekken, you know, I've talked about it. The last Tekken game that came out was fucking phenomenal fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um they really found like their their um I I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? They they find out how to really their, modernize it, right? Their bone zone. Yeah. Oh, Soul Caliber. That one hasn't been that good either, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. They did not find the bone zone. The Tekken <laughs> did, and, and yeah, Mortal Kombat has had. Well, like, I don't know. Uh, Soul Caliber has been like just kind of meh. There's been a lot of like, oh, this is really bad. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this is the most obvious answer ever, but I guess when I think about Mario, it's the the games are all over the spectrum when it comes to you know, I like yes, I there's gotta be some bad Mario games, but it's not like sitting on the top of the our brains at all times, right? Right. Like most of the time you just think of Mario and it's like not everyone is my favorite game, but damn, those releases just always are so monumental. Yeah. No, like, Odyssey came out and it was just that good. It was like, okay, goddamn. Uh, I know. Like I actually want a new one because of that game. Uh, I was Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But then like Galaxy really uh, I mean, again, I wouldn't say there that was a bad game at all. It was very some like man's favorite. Me. Yeah. Well, Galaxy Two is some people's favorite, and right. Galaxy is just, I guess, seen as not as like Galaxy Two just kind of did it better. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Galaxy One is all right, but it's no Galaxy Two. Yeah. Did you know that there are like sixty Spider-Man games? No. But I'll believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people ever... have always been very quick to take advantage of a franchise, you know. Yeah, and it's also like those games have been released since the eighties. Yeah, and so they just keep making them, keep making them, and yeah, just keep making them. Just keep pumping them out. So there's our non-answer to that question. Yeah, I mean, we answered it. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's Zelda. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. I I can go with that. I feel like there's an obvious one I'm gonna think of and be like, oh my god, they've never made a bad game. Shit. There probably is, but there's nothing that I can think of right now. I don't know. How do you define bad? Right? There's a lot of I don't like it. It's not for me. (laughs) Does that make it bad? Probably. No, objectively. Objectively terrible. To me, it's bad. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of stuff just that's the, other, the tricky part is a lot of stuff 
I wouldn't even call bad. It's just the a lot of the franchises that just don't interest me after a while are the ones that just never change. That's why I don't really care about Halo anymore because I felt like it just didn't change. I'm just like, okay, it's just more Halo. And I'm sure a lot of people disagree with that, but I don't care. Yeah. Bite me. Well, you know. Well, you know. Dark it's angry. Cast, we can say whatever we want. It's Angry Birds, obviously. Obviously. There never, you go. Never made a bad game. Didn't make a bad movie, though. I don't. I never saw it. It's definitely not Pokemon. Definitely not Pokemon. No, I mean, I get. Uh, you know, I, I guess technically Pokemon is no. They've they, they've had to make some bad games, I suppose. Oh, they've absolutely made bad games. I was one hundred percent joking. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. They just made a lot that's just like haven't done anything, but yeah, people still play the crap out of them. Yeah, and even if you're just talking mainline, it's like all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, anything else you want to? Go over before we call it an ep. No, I mean, I'm hoping to have a lot to talk about after the holidays here. Yeah. Uh, But right now it is a little bit bit of a stagnant time for me. A little bit of a lull. Yeah, we'll we'll have a bunch of stuff to talk about after the holidays. Maybe go over what we got for Christmas. Yes. You know. And yeah. Send us in those questions over the break. We may, uh, we might, we should be, we should be able to chat next week. I think. Yeah, we should. All the holiday stuff is happening over the weekend, so yeah, I don't think we need to like take a break or anything. But yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday time with the family. And I hope to see you. You too. Are you, are you talking to the audience here? Or are you talking to me? No, specifically talking to you. I don't. No, but yeah, I don't want to see them. Yeah, I mean, I would, it would be nice to see you. I just, you know, hard to find the time. Damn, working weekends. Damn it! Damn it! All right, everybody. Uh, are you off anytime this week? Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's talk about our schedules on the podcast. I like this. This is really, really uh want you to, well, we want way of doing to exactly where you're going to be <laughs> at what time. Right? Perfect. Love it. So uh, good. So good. <laughs> um all right, everybody. Have a great holiday with whatever you're celebrating. And if you're not celebrating anything, just have a great weekend with the family. Uh be safe. Don't drink and drive. And Keep listening to the Nerding Grounds podcast because we are interesting. Yeah, Love if you listen you. to anything Quinn just said, it's that last thing. Don't worry about the other stuff. We are interesting. Yeah. That is a fact. Love you, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.